I remember like I remember when we did our first season of Outsiders, and I think um I think it was the final four or something that weekend. And you know, I don't like missing I don't like missing games. And and you and John were like, Yeah, man, I don't think we should do this game, man. Like, guys, it's it's gonna be terrible. I'm like, nah, what are y'all talking about? I'm like, we should we should really do this. And y'all for real had to be like, Dave. <laughs> y'all see have you seen this team? All right. The final four is this weekend. Have you seen the Chicago Bulls? Have you seen the starting lineup? This game doesn't matter. <laughs> it's okay. And I'm like, now nah, we can go to a rest. We can do it somewhere else. Dang. <laughs> hey, funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure John was there with his, we have two Samson's arguments. Yeah, right? Yes, yeah, right. He did say that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> we got two Sam's. And it wasn't until I, I went to dinner with y'all and saw that line. I was like, okay, yeah, y'all right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. This, this is a good. This is a much better decision. One hundred five ninety one. Final thanks for watching the fourth quarter with us on a Saturday afternoon. Ooh. I mean, I can't believe I got out of bed for this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is Stretch Four with the Bulls Outcast. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. John says hi. He's on vacation in San Fran right now, forgetting about the rest of the Bulls season. Lucky him. Smart man. Uh, and clearly, somewhere he was either near a TV or checked the stat play by plays because he just texted us Denzel with a million exclamation points right after Denzel bricked that shot in the lane. Four for seven. Um, Dave, I mean, let's let's talk about the fun thing from this game, which sure. was what Bulls fans wanted to see with a rest exact Levine. And that was a big Patrick Williams game. Very we wanted good. it. We got it. Can the P-Dub haters and warriors finally calm down after seeing this today? Oh, uh, no. Or are they going to double down and be like, see, why can't he do that every game? There you go. That's the Bulls fan I know right there, Matt. <laughs> well, do it again then. Do it one more day. Yeah. <laughs> this is great that he looked this good. And like I was saying to you before the show, it just it just kind of uh, re-cements and reaffirms my belief that he's just really deferring a lot to veterans when he's out there on the floor. Cause when Zach's out there, he kind of disappears when Zach's not out there. He's like, Oh, I got to be great. Okay. That's all you want me to do is just be a great basketball player. Sure. That's great for me because that's honestly how a rookie usually goes into a situation, not trying to figure out, don't want to step on any toes, you know, don't want to, you know, ruffle any feathers, just wants to do his part. He'll learn going forward, especially in year two, that his part is for him to be great. <laughs> and they're going to need him to be great for the Bulls to flourish and, and be even better. So I'm excited about it. What, 24 and 6 on 9 to 14 shooting? He did it a variety of ways from the three point line, from the tip dunks, from the inside mid range game. He just shows he is just well polished and well put together for a 19 year old. NBA player, man. And so, yeah, the future is very bright for him and Bulls fans, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's way too early to tell. Like, you can't guess what kind of usage he's going to have next season compared to his rookie season because we don't know what this roster is going to look like. Uh, I mean, Zach and Vooch are probably going to be here. Yeah. And Patrick's probably going to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, but Zach and Vooch are going to be your two highest usage percentage guys. You know, that that is something that you can logically assume. And it's looking like 
Kobe will be around. Mm. We don't know if they're going to go out and sign a different point guard to fight Kobe for the starting role or whatever, but Kobe's been playing well. So unless guys are down, as P-Dub's developing, I don't think you're going to see him get, what, 14 shots on a nightly basis. Right, right. You would like to see him get more shots than he had been taking in this recent stretch of games, but hey, maybe it's the rookie wall and he's tired. Like you said, maybe it's him deferring to his veteran teammates who he's like, oh, yeah, those guys are our scorers. I'm just here to help out and do what I can. Mm -hmm. There is hopefully going to be a point early on next season or at some point next season when he starts to assert himself a bit more. And it doesn't have to be 20-plus points every night, but just enough so that he can build not only the skill set that he looks to potentially have offensively, but also the confidence behind that skill set to say, Mm -hmm. if I have a good look, whether it's from, like you said, all three levels of the floor, he looks like a three-level scorer in the making. He does. Wherever you are, have the confidence to be the one who's putting the ball in the bucket on this possession. Yeah, yeah. He he has to be the threat. Uh, Like you're saying, like you you just said, he doesn't have to be 20 points, but he has to be a threat uh, out there on the floor. Like teams have to game plan for him. You know, they have to worry about him. Uh, if he's comfortable being that number three, which is looks like he's going to, you know, have to be, you know, with Vooch and with Zach, they need a number three scorer. And mm-hmm. having him as your number three scorer and a real threat out there that they can't leave alone, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a problem for, for NBA teams to deal with that. And, I mean, he's just so good. He's just so solid and so good. And and I said this earlier today, if, if our only complaint, about Patrick Williams is he doesn't shoot enough <laughs> and he's not aggressive enough. Right. That's the only complaint we got. Like, that's it. Like, right. There's nothing else we say, you know, I, I'm, I'm mad at that or I don't like that. You know, his three point shooting is solid. His inside game is solid. His, his mid range game is solid. His putbacks, his athleticism, his defense, the way he runs the floor, his, the way he thinks out there. I mean, we don't complain about any of that. It's just, yeah, we see you're good. Like, let's let's see some more. Like, like we want more. Feed me more. You know what I mean? That's the only complaint we have. That's great. That's awesome. That's an awesome complaint to have. That that means you you have a lot. That's an embarrassment of riches. And we're gonna get richer once he gets more confident. Right. Um. Speaking of dumb Bulls fans complaining about <laughs> dumb things, uh, your dear friend Fred uh, had this tweet earlier today while this game was going on, and I wanted to highlight it because. It's one of Fred's classic, here's my tweet to make my point, but he didn't at all accomplish the point he was trying to make. Okay. Because he's been hounding P-Will for weeks now. I don't know if you've noticed that. Yeah. Fred has been on P-Dub's ass about, like, you're not playing well enough. You're not doing enough. So here's Fred's tweet. P-Will's first 25 games, 27.6 minutes, 9.9 points, 44.6 from the field, 39.3 from three. 79.6 79.6 on the free throw line, 4.6 rebounds, one assist, 0.7 blocks. Okay. P. Will's last 40 games, 27.5, nearly identical minutes, 7.9, two points fewer, 50.8, better shooting percentage overall, uh, 35.7 from three, so the three percentages dropped a few points, mm-hmm. 62.8 from the free throw line, worse at the free throw line, 4.1 rebounds, only a half fewer rebound per game. 1.6 assists, half an assist more than his first 25 games. 0.5 blocks, basically the same. And he said, 
so much of our success will depend on his progression this summer. And he was clearly trying to point out, look look at P-Will's good numbers in the first 25, and look at these bad numbers in the last 40. Mm-hmm. And it's like, those stat lines are not different enough to be saying that P-Will has played so much worse in the back half of this season compared to the first 25 games of this season. Yeah, I agree. And also, gee, we went out and got another all-star at some point in there, and he immediately came in and started taking 15 to 20 shots a night. Fair. Like, what What are we complaining about? Like, yeah, this is that that isn't a, a real complaint. <laughs> Honestly, it's it, it kind of speaks to more of, you know, the immediacy of what you want. Uh, these players, when you look around the league and you're like, oh, well, LaMelo's doing this and uh, uh, Tyrese Halliburton's doing that and Akuro's doing this. Like, out of all those people I named, only one of them is on a, you know, winning t- contending team and that's LaMelo <laughs> like in the whole and he's a, an incredible talent that we do come again would be that those other guys you know are doing well on losing teams so right. that's cool you know they, they're, they're playing well and that's cool in, in, including uh the number one draft pick Minnesota is a losing team mm-hmm. that's fine you know but I like where the Bulls are with Patrick Williams because the Bulls are on the verge of being a winning team like next year winning team like every other team I just named you is not uh, except for the LaMelo squad who's winning now, but the bulls are definitely on the verge of that. And so I'm thinking more so like you are like along the lines of, I can't wait to get this kid in minicamp. I can't wait till he gets more acclimated and gets more chemistry with Vooch and Zach. Mm-hmm. I can't wait till they get more practices together and they figure these things out. I can't wait to see what AK and uh, Eversley surround the bench with to help this team right he's gonna look so much better (laughs) it's gonna be just awesome to see that so yeah that's nice to see the rookies doing their thing now look you know that's fine that's cool but that winning is what we about and that's what we're gonna be about next year man like right it's it's gonna be that time another element to this when we talk about what kind of progression we might see from p-dub next season and kind of re-remembering everything crazy about the past year in, in the NBA, in the world outside the NBA, yeah. P-Will, as a rookie, didn't get Summer League. He didn't get Summer League. He didn't get a normal training camp. I, and they were talking about this on the Bulls Talk pod earlier this week. Can you imagine Patrick Williams playing Summer League this summer? Mm. I want him to. I think he should be on the Bulls Summer League roster. And by God... Can you just like see him dominating guys in summer league? Because I can. <laughs> yeah. On yeah. that that competition platform, mm. he will will look around the court and say, "I'm the best person on this court." Yeah. Yeah. Because we've seen that from plenty of second year, you know, in- incoming second year players who are not as good as Patrick Williams. Very. So true. let me see that, and maybe that will also aid his confidence moving into the season where. Like you said, we're not asking you to be our number one scorer or even our number two scorer. Mm-hmm. Maybe some nights three, some nights that'll probably be Kobe, our fourth scoring option. Mm-hmm. But just have the confidence to be that and on some nights more. Yeah, and, I, and I'm glad you brought that up about Kobe because I wanted to ask you about that because Johnny says uh, Kobe is the third scorer in my eyes. think Pat Will would just replace Thad and Thad's productivity that we saw this year. Oh, we're not getting rid of Thad. Yeah, first of all, I, bite, bite your tongue. Bite your tongue, sir. How, how dare, dare you? Don't you ever get rid of those eight points? How dare I mean, what, what, where are we going to get that from? We'd be so oh. lucky if he can average that. I mean, come on. This young could. 19, 13, and four tonight. Like, that's pretty good. Pretty good. 
pretty awesome. You know who else could do 1913 and four? Patrick Williams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nightly. <laughs> nightly. But I wanted to add because the reason I didn't mention Kobe as being the third score is because I think the it's still a question mark as to whether he's going to be starting or not for this team. It's still a question mark if he's going to be that guy. Uh, and you mentioned, yeah, we've seen him play well. We have. We, we've seen him play so much better. And, hey, hey, you get an all-star center and you look better. Wow. You know, who would have thunk it? That's crazy. Yeah. That's why he couldn't do that stuff when Wendell Carter Jr. was here. He didn't have an all-star center with him. So uh-huh. now it looks easier. It looks a little better. It looks a little smoother. Uh-huh. Yeah, it helps. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you, do, do you feel that way, like Kobe being the, the third scorer? Or are you kind of still, like, up in the air because we don't know really what the future is going to hold for him yet. Um, well, before we get to Kobe real quick, because you brought it up, did you text me last night that Wendell had zero points in 26 minutes? I did. <laughs> I did we shouldn't have traded Wendell. I did text you that. God, it's the last Bulls failed. I, I definitely texted you. Yeah, but yeah, he had eight rebounds. So, you know, you, oh. like, you don't know oh. about basketball, Matt. He had eight rebounds. Zero and eight in yeah. 26 minutes. You That's can't right. replace that. Dave. can't replace that. It's irreplaceable. You can't that. We clearly lost the trade. We jumped uh, the gun. <laughs> I mean, as far as Kobe, I am worried where we are with the improvement we've seen mm-hmm. and this team's still glaring need for a point guard. Okay. I mean, I think we were talking about this a little bit the other day. Your need for a point guard, maybe I was talking about it on lockdown with Jordan. Your need for a point guard is less glaring when you have bigs who can be playmakers and facilitators like Vooch, like Jokic in Denver, mm-hmm. like Joaquin back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have that guy and a shooting guard like Levine who can also get you five or six assists a night, and you got uh, a power forward like Thad who also gets you five or six assists a night. The ball movement is less of an issue, and Mm -hmm. team effort, all right, we're going to get everybody their looks. Mm -hmm. It's still not as ideal as having a floor general point guard who can run your offense and get everybody the looks that they need. And I still am not convinced that Kobe is that. Mm -hmm. Do I feel better about Kobe, Zach, Vooch being enough collective scoring and playmaking? Where one of those guys is getting doubled and somebody's open, both of those, two of those guys, Kobe and Zach, can certainly beat their man off the dribble. One of them is a inside-outside threat like Vooch. I think there could be enough there, where you're not as you know fist pounding, saying for the love of God, get as a point guard, and maybe Kobe can get better enough. But that's that's kind of like why I say I'm I'm just like in the middle of worried right now that mm. this this handful of 10 or so games when Kobe's come back in the starting lineup and played better and he's shown some of that progress as far as point guard abilities I don't know if it's enough to bank on for the Bulls front office to say no nah, we don't need a point guard we're gonna roll with this yeah I, I hear you um I, I'm kind of with you on this um I, I like what I've seen. Obviously, we we really enjoy what we've seen. And, you know, I've been a very staunch supporter of Kobe and, you know, him being the starting point guard this year for this team. But I've continuously said I put him on the bench in a hot second if you give me a better point guard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, And I still feel that way. Um, but I like what I've seen. But 
I think what what again what helps again is Nikola Vucevic. Like that's really what is clearly helping him and Mo Cheeks because he continues to credit Mo Cheeks uh, for mm-hmm. it. Also, that's clearly what's helping him with slowing down his game and you know not just being the the silly decisions and the bad turnovers uh, that we're used to seeing from him. But my thing is when you go against these elite point guards like he did tonight or today against Kyrie Irving. You know, Kobe was one for 10. You know, Kobe mm-hmm. had three points. You know, it was about seven rebounds and what, three, three turnovers? Like, yeah, I mean, he had, but he did have six assists. So you, you like the fact he had those six assists, but Kobe is supposed to score, you know, right. but when he's chasing around an elite point guard like that, he's, you know, it's a little hard, a little mu- much more harder for him. So you just give, if you give me a better point guard, and I think AK and Eversley are, are in that camp of getting a better point guard uh, that can run this team a little bit better and also score uh, because the scoring is going to be important. If you can do that and, and that kind of skill and talent that Kobe has shown these past few games is coming off the bench, helping this team or it could come in and, and steal minutes for Zach also at the two. He can, you can play at either way you want to. I think the sky's the limit as far as his career is concerned. Uh, his fit on the team would would be different because you know obviously he'll be coming off the bench, but right. as far as his career, I think I think it'll be something, man. So I you yeah, know, yeah I'm kind of with you though. I'm kind of with Bulls you. fans are familiar with that you know combo guard sixth man who can be lethal. His yeah. name was Ben Gordon. Yes, like yes, monster. Kobe being that piece on the Bulls, even if it is as the sixth man, is nothing to you know turn your nose up at. No. That's, that's that's a good piece. Look, I, I feel good about my team if that's the dude coming off my bench. Like, for real. Right. Because I wouldn't even uh, be mad. Like, if my point guard got hurt, I wouldn't even be like, oh, man, I got to put Kobe in? I'd be like, oh, cool, Kobe. All right, Kobe, you get in there. You know, you play the point. I'll be completely okay with that. Uh, Johnny said, Lonzo, Kobe, Zach, P. Will, Vooch. That's your starting lineup. Zoe sets everyone else and takes five to ten shots. So you're saying Zach's playing the three? Yeah, sounds like that's what that means. Uh, I think at some uh, time you would you would run that lineup, but I don't think that's your starting lineup. Um, because you brought up Lonzo, mm-hmm. and we're talking about Kobe. Did you see that uh, column that Casey Johnson wrote the other day, Big Dave? Um, and it was like player A stats, player B stats, yeah. and they were pretty freaking similar. And it was like, oh, who's player A and player B? Yeah, I knew it immediately when I saw B. it. Yeah. Or Lonzo and Kobe. Yeah. As soon as I and saw it, I like, knew it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're all like gushing and obsessing over Lonzo and Kobe's doing the same stuff. Like yeah. identical stat lines pretty much. Yeah. And so and in some cases, Kobe's a little bit better than Lonzo. And then, you know, Lonzo has the edge in a couple. And then the other big ca- you know, caveat there is yeah, but Lonzo's defense compared to Kobe's defense. And you're like, That's okay, fair. Yeah. But when you're talking about this team's need for a point guard, the fact that the Bulls reportedly were talking to New Orleans about Lonzo before the trade deadline. They were. Those talks will probably continue. Um, you know, maybe the Bulls and Pels are are working on some kind of sign and trade or will work mm-hmm. on a sign and trade. Or maybe the Bulls are just one of several teams who will try to lure him away as a restricted free agent. We'll see. But it was interesting that we're all kind of saying, all right, well, we need a point guard who we're going to go get. And because we've already been hearing Lonzo's name for months, Johnny was like, okay, yeah, it's, it's Lonzo. Mm-hmm. Eh? 
maybe <laughs> like you're right like <laughs> that's why i said when when i want a point i want somebody that's clearly better like like and c Dub continues to bring this up and i agree with him like De'Aaron fox if it's some way shape or form mm-hmm. i can get De'Aaron fox cool you know what i mean <laughs> like i'm good that's that's for me is no doubt better you know what i mean that's undoubted we don't have to worry about it we don't have to do a player a or player b I know who's better. You know, it's the Aaron Fox. So that's what I am thinking when I see AK and Mark Eversley, because everything I've seen them do is swing for the fence. So they were trying to get Lonzo, but they were trying to also, you know, get rid of Lowry, which would have been honestly a win for us. You know, <laughs> it would have been a win for the Bulls because then you just moved him to the bench and, you know, blah, blah, blah. You saw what happened. But I'm I'm just excited that I get to see what they're going to do because I just really believe they're going to swing for the fence and they're always after the person that we're not looking at. It's always, that's, that's been the case so far. At least that's what they've shown us. So right. I think there's a point guard that they might have in mind that, you know, they're kind of looking at and kind of trying to test the waters on and see if they can get them here. So I'm excited to see it, but I think it will definitely be somebody who is clearly better than, than Kobe white. They're not going to bring somebody in here to have a competition. Like, it's not going to be that. It's going to be somebody like, nope, you're start. You go to the bench. Right. Kobe and Arch, one-on-one in training <laughs> camp. Winner oh. gets the starting job. <laughs> oh, dude, do you knew? I, I, I'll never forget when Arch won that what that title, that one-on-one title. That's when I knew we were going to be a belt. losing team. I was like, we're going to be a losing team. Belt. Like, he won? He be, he won? I was like, we in trouble. Like, <laughs> like, oh, God. Oh, my oh God. that's not good. Do we um, in trouble. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's go and enjoy the rest of our Saturday afternoons. There's a bunch of NBA action still going on. Yeah, uh, looks like the Lakers are going to hold off the Pacers. Lakers Ooh. and Portland still neck and neck, trying to avoid the playing in the Western Conference. Ooh. Dude, there there are about to be so many awesome games next week. Yes, between the East and West play-ins. Like yes. I can't wait. I can't I, wait. I for a while I was like, eh, the play-in. Do we really need this? And I, also, I think it's because like. It made Bulls fans more delusional. Well, we can get the 10th seed. We can be a playoff team. That's not a playoff team. But for the sake uh, of just sheer NBA entertainment, man, we're, we're setting up for some fun yeah. days ahead with all this play-in drama. It's Can't wait to fun. watch it, man. Can't wait. Can't to watch wait. It. Oh, shout out to our guy, John. We miss you, buddy. Um, enjoy the West Coast. Drive safe with that convertible <laughs> you were driving earlier while recording a video on your phone. Yeah, I'm calling you out. <laughs> Drive safety, John. Come safe, on. Sir. Keep that convertible state of mind, though. Oh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, shout out to our guy, C-Dub, who's always helping us behind the scenes. Jeez. Shout out to all of you for spending your Saturday afternoon with us. Check out the Bow Up Bulls podcast feed and their YouTube channel to get this outcast content. And as always, as always, one more Denzel game. Mm. One more Denzel game! Hold on. We will see you here tomorrow night for Bulls Bucks, the regular season finale. Have a good one.